Hello and welcome to another edition of the Moving Iron Podcast. This podcast is proudly provided by Axon, helping dealers move more iron for almost 100 years. Find out more at axontire.com. Axon was started almost 100 years ago out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. It's that same passion that drives them today. With a vision for a better experience for both farmer and dealer, they set out to create a better way to move more iron. When you partner with Axon, you get immediate access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. Axon carries all major brands and sizes of tires, wheels, and tracks. From custom colors and sizes to fully customized wheels, you can have the solution for virtually any problem today's farmer is trying to solve. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 217. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Also, if you're interested in see what's happening in the auction market, check out Tractor Zoom's Iron Comps. A great place to track and see what's happening there. If you're interested in using Iron Comps after you see all the great information that you can mine from that, use Moving Iron at checkout and you'll get yourself a super sweet discount. This week, like normal, I've got Aaron Fintel with me, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening in the combine market. So we've both made some uh, some predictions, I guess, best way to put that, some threw out some numbers there based on what we've seen happening in the uh, combine market. The last couple of months have seen some big moves in the combine market, and I think there is some information that we're going to share here that could show that the uh, used combine market is is I think set to take off in, in one direction or the other sharply, right? We've had a couple data points come up that we're going to share that's going to show either we're going to take off and run um, and really start depleting that inventory or we are setting up a, um, a building uh, of used equipment, of used combines um, and going. So first and foremost, got to bring in the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Aaron Fennell. How are you, sir? Sup? Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. That's all Good right. man, how are you? Doing all right, man. So we got this uh recording this uh on Memorial Day weekend and uh getting ready for all the festivities there. So wanna give a shout out to all of the veterans out there and all more importantly all the folks that gave um the ultimate prize for freedom and uh my hats off to you and my thoughts Absolutely. and my prayers. So thanks for everything that everyone's doing out there. Um on uh, on the military front so thank you very much for what you're doing um data is one of those things that you can't really ignore right you once you start kind of putting it out there and you're doing the math and you're building the spreadsheet and you're making the um making the uh, graph and those kind of things what you thought was happening maybe not always true right right Right. So, so once a month we sit down, we talk about what's going on in the market as far as we see what's on the internet listings and those kind of things. So, I think that we we've done a good job of presenting that, but we never actually on the combine front and tractors and those kind of things, which we're going to start doing more of. We haven't really put that actually out to, on a graph and, and really graphed that out to see what that looks like. So, 
doing so, Aaron and I both saw a couple things there that kind of stood out to me and kind of shocked us a little bit, I would say, right? So obviously, when you look back, so today we're talking strictly combines, nothing else. No, we're not going to talk about tractors or anything like that, but just straight up combines. So there's no doubt about it that... That's a shocker. Isn't it a shocker? Yeah, I really do that. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we do, we have talked talked about quite a bit, is that how in March and April both, no matter what it was, there was a lot of volatility and a lot of things have, have taken off and, and really, really grown um, to be... Uh, Either either a lot have come off or a lot have been taken put back on the marketplace. Right. So <clears throat> one of the things that, that we did here is I, I graphed out um, the hour ranges. So here are the hour ranges that we're going to look at for combines. Zero to 300, 301 to 500, 501 to 1,000, 1,001 to 1,500, 1,501 to 2,000, 2,001 to 2,500, 2,501 to 3,000, 3,001 to 3,500, and 3,501 to 4,000, and anything over 4,000 hours, right? So those are the hours that we track um, and what, how many machines are in that segment. Okay? And that's engine hours. Those are engine hours, yeah, very important. Very important to understand. Okay, so... I went back to September of 20, and I charted this out all the way through um, April uh, of, of this year. So that's the most current data that we've had. So, Aaron, when I showed you this graph, before I even brought it to your attention, like in your mind, what did you think would be all by far and away the most volatile? Everyone wants one. We're selling the hell out of these hour range of combine. You mean... What machine? Well, because the reason I ask is when you showed me that chart, it's completely backwards of what I thought. Right. What I thought it was. Right. So, are you saying which did I think would be the best combine? We, we would we would be the most proud of, or what, which or, one are we like? Where, oh I my guess God. what range? What hour range do you think we'd see the most action in? The most action period. Yeah. Before you looked at the graph. Probably in that sub sub five hundred sub, right. and I'm saying so. Like, if you're yeah. sub five hundred sub, you're for sure, you know. Yeah, you're in the the three. Yeah, I would some the three to five engine. Yeah, just because since we're talking engine, mm-hmm. you're the, talking somewhere between two hundred and three hundred separator hours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I've been exactly the same way. And the reason that I thought that is because every auction that we have watched up to this point, all the combines that are on there that were that have sold that had less than three hundred separator hours on them, even less than four hundred separator hours, brought huge ridiculous money. Right. Right. So I'm thinking like, okay, well, man, there's they're starting to see this flow of of late model, low hour combines to come on the marketplace, and lo and behold, since September. Um, if you if you take a look at this graph I've got, and um, I'll figure out how to share this with everybody on on the world here, so I can kind of show you what, what it is. But if you take a look at the 300, um, 300 hour range machines since September, there's not been one giant spike up or down. Not at all. It's been fairly flat, right? Um, in October through November into December, there was a bit of a dip there. Um, where a bunch of machines came off. There were a lot of auctions in that time frame, so that makes a lot of sense. But by December, uh, we had re- 
Count right back up to actually above where the October number was. January dipped down a little bit, but in February gained them all back. March kind of went up a little bit, and there's a slight peak down into um, into April. But you know what's funny about that? Okay, so you look at your 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 high and low numbers. Mm-hmm. You know your your peak and valley there on the zero to three. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's where your volatilities. Because look, October, yeah. September, to October is completely flat, flat too. Yeah, just like the other side. Yep. That's not a custom machine ever. No, it's not. That's just a, that's a and and a either they have three of them with those hours, right. or it's a medium to smaller sized farm right. that has three hundred or less engine hours. Right. Yep. That's when they do their combine right. after harvest. Yep. That's why they show up and leave yep. at that time, right? Yep. Now, as we you'll we can totally see the deadest period on here, which is first of the year to now, mm-hmm. will be completely opposite once you get into that. Five to a thousand, yeah, because that's where all them custom machines are at, yep. and that's January to March, January to March, every day in exactly one, right? Yep. So th- that market to me, I mean, I really thought that because you got to remember the price of corn shot up in at on that January report, right? Price of corn shot way up in January, and the the number the supply started to climb a little bit, and it's kind of come off a little bit. So, but also that being said, that's when new deliveries are starting to land, right? That January, February, March time frame, you get a lot more machines start to land in. So you would expect to see <clears throat> things come up um, a, a little bit more than what you had. But no, the, where you really start to kind of see some real action is in that 301 to 500 engine hour, which would be that two, you know, 200 to 400 separator hour uh, combine. Right. And that is when you start seeing the volatility really start to kick in, right? So if you go back and, and you and you're mirroring what happens in from September, October, um, you're, you're, you see a downward decline, you see a sharp decline in November again. A lot of machines got sold at auction in November. It spikes back up in December to basically where it was in, in September time frame. You see it then it starts to knock back off. So December to January, corn corn starts shooting up. A lot of guys are either doing one, they're doing one of two things, right? So, on this chart, when the the number is positive, right, that means that the month over month you had a decline. When the when it's negative, right, month over month you had an increase. December, you took a bunch of machines off, obviously, right? From November to December, you took a lot of machines off, a lot of auctions, no doubt about that. January, from December to January, you put a bunch of machines back on. December, you know, January, you start to see that. Um, delivery of machines but the really odd thing about this is from January to February to March we took a lot of machines off of the marketplace yeah yeah every month was was bigger than the month before right so January to February more machines came off February to March even more machines came off and then from March to April we put a bunch of machines back on the marketplace almost to the point where we pretty much gave back plus some to the January number, the yeah, January, yeah. you know what I mean? So there's more combines on the market now 
Um, now I want to say there's not there's not more combines in the market now, but there is there is more um, the we basically for every machine that we put on and that we took off in March, we put one we put them back in in April. Right. Right. So kind of we kind of had a wash there. So uh, of sorts. That same pattern, the exact same pattern, but it gets more volatile. Right. Crazy volatile. When you go for up to that, this is the highest volatility on the graph by far. Yeah. So when you get to that five hundred and one to a thousand um, engine hours, which would be your four hundred to seven hundred hour combine, right? Separator combine. Yep. So in that range, the volatility on this this graph at this point is it's the highest that we have, and it is. Um, this this is the one that I have kind of I don't know if I want to have to say I have concern about, but this shows you where everybody wants to buy and everybody wants to trade in, right? So you go back to September. September to October is pretty flat. wasn't much of a change there. Again, that November auction period, you know, we saw a bunch come off, put a bunch back on. Um, I'm sorry, put a bunch on in November because it's negative, right? Right. Put a bunch on in November. They took a bunch off in December, right? Because November, December, obviously, we saw a big auction spike. We took another. Um, we added a bunch in January, which you would expect. New combines, newer yep. combines hitting, right? So it's going to happen. So from January to March, though, I mean, we're talking like 300 machines. Yeah, off, it, it looks like know? there was none. Yeah. They all sold. Right. But for everything that we gained from taking off from January to March, we gave back plus some in April. Okay. So it did it in half. Yeah. If you look at it, look at the climb, mm-hmm. the descent is in half the time, literally yeah. half the time. Right. Yeah. If you had a protractor <laughs> and a compass, right. And you want to and make you, a circle. And you put your yeah. laptop yeah. lid or screen down. Yeah. You could probably find out exactly what angle that is. Yeah. And it would be less than That's definitely 90. not an obtuse triangle. It's very acute. Right? <laughs> oh, it's so. a, it's acute as a button. <laughs> so you know, and, and then the rest of every all the rest of these all mirror that exact same pattern. Exactly almost to the almost to the graph line. I mean there's 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 nothing here that's that shows that there's not um, I mean, from a trend line perspective, man, I tell you what, there is a bunch of machines that got taken off between February and March, um, and a bunch of machines that got put back on between March and April. And thank you, corn. Yes, no kidding. <laughs> okay, so now let's start talking about trend line development. What does that look like? So, trend lines to me, when I look at this chart right but here, yeah. the the biggest point is. Everything other than the zero to three has some volatility to it. Right. But by far the biggest players both ways yeah. is the three to five, or not the three to five, the, the five to one yeah. and the one to fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, those two those two lines they mirror each other and they are drastic. They they really are. So it tells me two things. One is that five hundred to fifteen hundred engine hour combine is two things it is a sought after machine and it is a machine that uh sought after in the fact that people want to to buy it and a lot of people have them yep because you can see like the new machines that are getting um swapped out you know either they're buying new or they're buying that zero to 300 to 300 to 500 range whatever that is that they're buying 
Um, that that's where the action's at right now. You know, either you're trading that in or you're wanting to buy that, and that shows you, which makes sense. You know, that's such a big. Those two things are such a big dramatic error. But if you could jump down here and take a look at like the 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 twenty five hundred hour to three thousand hour machine again, very similar, um, very similar curve. Uh, Graph points on the on the on the graph here are very similar. If you look at those and, and way they the way they flow and the way they move up and down, there is that from January to February is not nearly as sharp as that upper end is. But February to March we took a bunch off, and then again from March to April we took we put a put a bunch back on, which tells me that there's still there's still a lot of people that are that are that are trading these machines in. But real quick, the five hundred to fifteen hundred. Let's talk about that a minute. Okay. Where you have that much volatility, right? We got rid of a ton of them in March, and a bunch of them came back in April. Do you think? Because keep in mind, this is this is one major website's data, right? Is where this is mined from. So, or their listings, you. I sell a combine to wholesale ABC. Mm-hmm. We take it down. They put it up. That's a good point. But you, but in order for that to happen, you're, you're saying that a lot of that, it is done end of month, beginning of month. Yeah, yeah. There's. I mean, yeah. I could. I could see that to some extent. I'm. But, I'm just curious. Yeah. I'm asking you because. You're you're the brains. I'm the non funny sidekick. <laughs> so, I, I guess, in my opinion, that we would see um, if that were the case and that was going on, that that same volatility would be across all the way through. Like you'd see a, a very similar pattern. It'd be an up and a down, an up and a down, an up and a down. Yeah, down. okay. You know what I mean? Like you'd see that. I'm just same, I'm just thinking same. that does follow. What you know, March case in point. That's when the wholesale side of combines really start ramping up. Okay, yeah. Both export, domestic, yep. everything. Yep. So that's. I just wondered if if mm-hmm. it it kind of mirrors that action. I just wondered if that had any any play in it at all. So yeah, you know, I've been I've been thinking about this a little bit and trying to figure out like why would this be happening and kind of what we see happening there. The amount of machines that we put back on the marketplace, because there's like none of these. So you would think that, okay, cool. So we put a bunch of these machines back on the market, these 500-hour machines back on the market or whatever. You would think that there would be something else in there right? that would show the same thing. Like one of these other things. Okay, so in the 0 to 500, or the sorry, the 500 to 1,000-hour machine, we put a bunch back on. You would think maybe that the 0 to 300, there would be a big spike. Well, we, we took a bunch off. Right. You don't see that, right? Yeah, I so, got it. So, so maybe, just maybe, there could be guys that have, and I'm not saying like this is across the board, but some of the things that could be driving some of this is they're trading a combine in on something other than a combine. Which we've seen. You know what I mean? Like they might be saying, like, you know what, I got two combines. I need, I'm going to buy a new combine, but I want to I get a 
tractor. So I'm going to take my combine and get a tractor, right? New four-wheel drive or a oh, planner or whatever. Right. And a lot of guys do have that 12, 13, 14 they bought at right. an auction right? to have that second combine. Now they're thinking, oh, well, we got a little cash we can play okay. again. Yeah. Let's get rid of that on that, and we'll get two of those on that one. And Yeah. Because you would think... Kind of like what I said, like there should be, none of these should be mirroring each other. Right. Right? There should be one of those hour segments in there where. You should have some. going down. Yeah, big opposites. Yeah, like there's one going down, one should be going up. Yeah, you're, you're, say you're three to five, should be a boatload off. Right. And the five to one got them, right? right? Yep. And so, then, yeah. and it just, every other thing. Right. You should have, it should look like a saw blade, not like the Himala, like Mount Everest. There you go. In yeah. the plains. Right on. <laughs> exactly, yeah. There you go. So kind of give you an idea real quick of what this looks like, kind of the numbers we're talking about. So in that zero to 300 hour range from March, in March, 29 machines were uh, taken off. In April, 24 were put back on. 300 to 500, 167 were taken off, and 129 were put back on. The 500 to 1,000, 355 were taken off in March, 362 were put back on. So that's, I mean, all these are about a wash, right? So even you have like a, the 1,000 to 1,500 hour range, you got 292 in March, 321 uh, put back on in April, right? right. So. It's just odd, you know what I'm saying? Like that, there's a there's a complex that I mean, everything is pretty much a wash. Whatever we gain, we lost. Whatever we lost, we gained. Right. So it's it's one of those things where when you look at this and you split this out, this makes me think. And I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm guessing here. I don't have any hard data to go back and show these kind of things or whatever else. But with the number of tractors that have come off the marketplace. Just a constant, every single month has just been better than the month before. Thousands of tractors have come off. It's got to make you believe that that other things are being traded in to get a new tractor. That could be. You know what I mean? Yeah. To have to have tractors, for tractors to have that sharp of a move. Now, some guys will buy a tractor and not trade anything in. Like, that's not uncommon, right? That's not uncommon at all. But... It's very and easy. if you were guys aren't trading tractors in, right? That's why. That's another reason that number is mm-hmm. plummeting like that, right? But okay, so they're not trading tractors in. That maybe they're trading their combine, spare combine in, or whatever in. So your tractors going down, combines are coming up. Nothing else is coming up like that, right? Right. Yeah, I think last month when we talked about so if I'm a farmer, yeah, and they know right now everybody that's all anybody talks about is how crazy tractor values are on the auction. Right, right. I've had guys buy tractors and say, "No, I'm putting it on an auction. I'm going to trade it in." Mm -hmm. Like, are you silly? Right, (laughs) you know, and. One year ago, if you would tell a guy, "Oh, I don't want that," put it on an auction. Yeah, they would look at you like they would. Crazy. They would not be very impressed, right? Not at all. So you have that going on, but he's not going to do that with a combine, no. because his rant, you know, his 
Obviously, there's, I don't mean offense to anybody, but a combine's a combine. Especially if he's in the, once he hits the 500 plus, there's lots of numbers, right? Yeah. So, he's not going to gamble with that on an auction. He's going to trade it because we will. Right. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a real good point. Because I haven't had any, I haven't had anybody want to do anything like that. I've had some guys that that uh, want to clean house. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know. So if you go back to the September tw- of 20, 11,467 combines were on the marketplace, right? Listed. May of 21, 11,275 combines are on the market. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I mean, so I mean, the, the difference between, but in the middle of that, there's been some pretty big, I mean, not real big fluctuations either, though. I mean, I mean, you, you are talking yeah. in thousands, but when you're 11.4 to 10.9 to 10.8 to 11.4 to 11.4 to, I mean, you're not, it's not like you're 11.5 to 8,000 to 3,000, you know. Yeah, I mean, look in November. November is the biggest mover of so far yet. Yep. 627 combines came off of the market in November. And by the time we got back to April, we put them all back on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it's it's a, it's just been a very checkered run. You know what I mean? I guess is the best way to put it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just been a so, – so I guess moving forward to what I think about combines now – has my position changed from my, my previous thing that there's going to be people that are going to want to make moves on combines between now and harvest? Absolutely not. I still think I still think combines are going to be. I think everyone's kind of got their ducks in a row um, going into playing season. Playing season is over now, and now they're going to start making those end of the year decisions. You know, am I going to get that combine? Am I going to get the tractor? Am I going to update my planner? All those kind of things now are starting to kind of play right. into that. There, everybody, and, and the shocks wore off. Right. Okay. It's not this. Yeah. I went to bed with 350 corn and I woke up with 650 corn. Right. Yeah. Now we're, we're, and we're living in a day to day where, you know, God bless, don't, don't turn the radio down because the markets have changed a dollar. Right. You know, yeah. that's the world we're in too. But guys have months to, pl- you know, to look, to plan, to, Kind of, kind of prepare for for what they are buying, yeah. you know, in in the fall. So. No, the thing about the the corn market and grain markets in general that that you that really kind of paint the picture of you know the guys that are out dictating the marketplace don't they see oh it's raining oh we're, we're going to get all this whatever. That being said, yeah, we've got some rain, we got some all this stuff, but there's still a lot of positive basis around. Oh yeah, people are just like screaming. Feedlots, ethanol plants, all these, you know, just your local co-op, everybody, elevators, those kind of things, they're screaming for corn. They don't have any corn, right? (laughs) They don't have soybean. I mean, none of this stuff. But yet, uh, like, oh, we're going to have this, whatever. Well, this shows you that even if you have this huge bumper crop, there's nothing out there right now to to replace it. Right. And the the, the, the demand is there where the supply isn't. So it's a... It's definitely a. It's a good problem again. Good problem to have. I mean, it's. I mean, it is and it isn't, right? You know, um, like I was talking about with. I put seven dollars corn in sheep if you want to talk about problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a. Um, 
Like I was talking with Sean Hack the other day. I mean, I kind of tongue-in-cheek made a joke about that we're going to see $14 corn. And the only reason I said that was because before I recorded with him, I read and heard about five or six different people say that we're going to have $14 corn. And I'm like, that just because of there's the supply issue. It's just where right. we're at. You know, and that's, I mean, that sounds awesome and great, but that's a whole oh, set that of problems. Oh, that would be such a disaster, be, man. <clears throat> that'd be such a problem of uh. epic proportions. That would be, it'd be real bad. So, I don't know. I think, I think the point I'm making here is that there's a lot of volatility leading up to this buying season that I think we're going to see in, in corn, or in corn, in combines, and what that looks like. And I think as I, you know, kind of have this, I don't know what you want to call it, this, this trend line that I'm following and what this looks like, I am very anxious to see what, what May looks like. I really think May we're going to take a bunch of combines off of the off the thing. I think we're going to see like oh, a, I think, like yeah. a, like a W-style, um, yeah. you know, yeah. kind of recurve to that. So I don't think it'd be near the, what the plummet was or the, the growth was. Yeah. If it if it would do that again, then hold on to your hat, man. We're in some crazy shit. Yeah. Yep. But I know it's it's got to be growth. Either that, or I'm the only person who sold combines all month because right. it was combines, combines, combines. Yeah, which which leads me to believe that we are in a area of, of time where we're going to start seeing that's the next domino to fall, right? That's the next domino to fall in this market that we're starting to see, and we're going to see this run on combines. That we haven't seen in a really long time, because now we're looking at, well, I want to upgrade my combine, but like everything else, it's you know I'm maybe next August I'll get my new combine. Right. You know. Yep. Exactly. So, I just you know stay tuned. Here in a, here in a week or two, we'll we'll set out and, and go through the the numbers again for the month and kind of what that looks like. But when I was messing with this, I that 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 graph really stuck out to me like oh absolutely you know, I, it tells a different story than, than what we see here when we ramble off these right. these numbers right yeah. i mean it's just you, you don't see the intermonth volatility because those hour ranges is what where it's at right yeah there's such each one of those little hour ranges makes such a big difference but it'll be interesting to see what happens with tractors if that still kind of continues on the same path um because we had we went, you know, in tractors. Remember, we went from um, thirteen something to a thousand something um, March yeah, and April, right? Right. So is is May going to be eight hundred and something, right? Is there going to be that, or is it going to shoot back up, right? So I really think everything's going to kind of shoot back up. But if it's come back down and combines take off, then we'll we'll see something uh, something different there that would be taking place. So absolutely. Anything else you want to add on that? I not that <clears throat> I can think of, man. Okay. All right, well, good stuff. Obviously, we, we tell you the deal of the week, but the lot is what we have. <laughs> so, so if folks want to reach out to you, Aaron, and get more information about what we got or what some deals you might have working out there are, what's, uh, what's the best way to do that? Uh, call me or text me, 308-760-1193, or uh, I'm on the Twitterverse as well, at Aaron Fintel on there. Right on. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. Also go to movingironllc.com, and that is where you will find all the latest editions of the Moving Iron podcast as well as 
blog posts I've written, and also all the information for the Moving Iron Summit. So if you want to have these kinds of conversations that we're having right now about where the market's headed, what we see happening, what are some drivers behind all that, check that out. Uh, check out the Moving Iron Summit, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, September 15th through the 17th. It's a great networking opportunity. It's also a great place to listen to some really good speakers talk about stuff that I we talk about on here that actually, but they actually understand and know what they're talking about. So uh, it'll... <laughs> It'll be well worth your time. Uh, so check that out. You need more information about that, you can email me at movingironpodcast at movingironpodcast.com or you can also go through the website at the contact me page and uh, it'll come to my email as well. So with that, I am Casey Seymour with Aaron Fennell. Let's go into some iron, folks. Out. You want to have a meaningful competitive advantage to help sell more equipment. Whether you represent the sales, parts, or management department of an implement dealership, there's a surprising amount of complexity when it comes to tire, wheel, and track technology. Let Axon worry about that so you can get back to supporting your customers. Axon has leveraged years of experience to create a streamlined process that gives you a proven path to help today's grower and sell more equipment. The roots of their organization go back almost 100 years to the invention of the rubber tractor tire. Supporting agriculture is the number one driver of Axon from product development through sales and service. To find more or become an Axon dealer, Head over to axontire.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron.